Today's date is June 16th in the year of our Lord, 2023. And this is episode 26. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan, and don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, the father is a golden drop. I bought a scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave told Jesus, you can have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord like God. Hello and welcome to this is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. I'm your host. My name is Ron Johnston, and I'm here with my co-host, Flight Works Mary. Tonight, giving her testimony, our special guest, Punky Puster. Mary, let's start. Let's welcome you in. Mary, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. You over that jet lag yet? Oh, man. It took me a whole week. I don't struggling? even know if I'm still over it. <laughs> Life's tough nowadays. Well, we just go, 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 don't we? 
yeah there was a lot to do when i got back so i i didn't have a lot of sleep when i got back into town but sure was an awesome time out there so good glad you had fun what was the highlight uh i think just building the teamwork with people and then um there's a couple kind of supernatural things that happened with me so and i talked about them on uh kilted christian the other night so if anybody wants to know about that they can hook up with that episode that's right you're on kilted christian um was that monday or tuesday early in the week uh i don't even know what day it is today oh it's friday <laughs> <laughs> every day feels like a monday yeah. this week oh yeah it's Here's friday of course something. i know it's friday oh my lord i don't know it was maybe two nights ago <laughs> Liv and Noah, she's in the she's in the chat. She can Liv say. Liv and when was that? Liv and can you help us out here? <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, it could have been yesterday, and I just spaced it out. I think yeah. it was Tuesday. Yeah, we had there. So. They invited some of us on there to talk about our experiences. So I talked about a little bit of the uh, highlights that I had. Um, just some supernatural things like church and. Awesome. <laughs> You know, just the God ordinary things. God was yeah. working. Yeah. He's always making moves. Isn't life grand? <laughs> right. And Punky, our special guest tonight. How are you doing, Mrs. Punky Puster? I am tired. I've just been going, going, going. It seems like for the past, I don't know, six to eight weeks, like even when we just got back from Mexico, it was yeah. just, it was relaxing but we were just doing something every day. You know, it's like, God has got me on my toes and it's like, just keeping me busy. So I'm going to keep going until he tells me to stop. That's right. You were in New Mexico and you, on the way there, I don't know how explain this to me. You were in Michigan for half a minute. You're only an hour and a yeah. half South of me, but you're only yeah. here so for so quick. Our friends that we went to Mexico with, they live in white pigeon. And okay. so we flew out of Detroit. So we ended up driving there for the night, stayed the night. And we had to leave our house at four in the morning to get to the airport. Um, so, yeah, that's how we ended up there. You survived Detroit. That's <laughs> Barely. A and I had my Stanley Cup. I don't know how, but I lost it on my way coming back. And I don't know if you know what those are. They're like, because I eat ice all the time. So it keeps my ice real cold for like a whole day, 24 hours. Um, um, back up. You had the Stanley Cup with you? Not <laughs> the Stanley Cup, but I had a Stanley You talk about Detroit and Stanley Cup. I think the wings have won about 100 of those. So yeah, don't, that's not going to be Chicago, anybody. you know? Okay, I just had I just had him to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Stanley Cup. I had a Stanley Cup. Okay. Um, but yeah, I lost it there, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to fight somebody for my cup." Because if I go and see my cup in somebody's hand, so I was like, "Forget it. I'll just have to get new one." So, but yeah, we, we we made it with a couple of bumps and bruises. You know, we're all right. Awesome. So glad you're here. I we were well, talking. Thanks for there. having me on. Oh, again we, we love you yeah we we're talking the pre-show i think we've lost you've been here so many times we've we've lost track you've filled in to co-host a numerous <laughs> amount of times um and we've well, lost it's always track fun. times it's awesome and um oh i do have something here for you let's see <laughs> there it is can't have a show without doing that for you that's right throwing fire everywhere 
Yeah, Punky's cooking tacos with the flamethrower. Look out. That's right. Tacos and uh, flamethrowers. That's right. Okay, uh, so uh, we're going to do a um, prayer. Before we do, that's uh, a few announcements, if I could, please. Next week, Chris Randall's going to be here next week. That's going to be fun. Uh, everybody, you know Chris Randall as Crazy God Story Chris. And uh, that guy's a live wire, man. He's a lot of fun. Uh, that was a, ref a referral from Livin' and Duncan. So Livin' and Duncan, thank you for that. We're, we're going to enjoy Chris. He's a good time. And that is next week right here on Podbean Live. If you want to catch the, catch the chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's June 23rd. And then June 30th, we're going to have Murphette. And... uh yeah, it just dawned on me. This is episode 26. You know what that means, Mary? We made it halfway through our first year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More a, than halfway. This is a six-month work. Six-month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We made it. Our first milestone. It's crazy. It is crazy. We're still sane. It's awesome. What next? How about a prayer? We start with a prayer? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, let's start with a prayer. If we could all please bow our heads. I'll pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to gather here tonight uh, to worship you, to praise you, to glorify you, Lord. We thank you so much for this platform. We thank you for this ministry. We pray that it reaches someone tonight. We thank you for Punky on such short notice. The heart of a servant. Thank you so much for that. We pray that uh, you give Punky the words that will, that will glorify and edify you, Lord, tonight. And we pray that if there is someone here listening, either live or in the recording, that does not know you, we pray that they do know you by the end of this Godcast. Lord, we ask that you make us that beacon of light that they are drawn to and realize that there's, there's something different about us. And we pray that the, the way that we, we pray that our words will, will make them want to be closer to you, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Uh, well, shall we get started? Punky, do you want to, do you want to, is there anything else before we get to the testimony? Well, we want to do something different tonight. We usually say, uh, uh, to go ahead and tag Mary for prayer request and we prayer request. We still want to do that. Uh, unspoken as well. We're not afraid to pray for an unspoken prayer request here. And, but also a praise report, please. We welcome praise reports. You know, it, it dawned on Mary and I that we keep asking and we keep asking, you know, for, to help. We, we all have needs, every single one of us. Um, but one thing we've forgotten to do is to praise him as well. And, and, uh, Conley kind of tipped me off to this. I want to give some credit to Conley the other night when he, we ended his, he ended his show, he, he said, you know, we should do a little praise and, and it done. Yeah. Man, we should. 
That's right. Yeah, we absolutely should. Absolutely. So thank you, Jim. And um, Jim, we're here six months. Can you believe it? Um, I actually want to give Jim a little bit credit. I, I reached out to uh, Jim and Levin and Duncan when this came into fruition. And and uh, Jim was the first one that picked up the call to speak to me. Uh, and Podbean was just like Japanese to me. I had no idea even how to navigate through it. Bunky's shaking her head. She understands. I mean, <laughs> when, when we first got into the software, it, it was just, you know, it doesn't come with an owner's manual. And I'm not a 10-year-old, so I can't figure it out. <laughs> I should have gave it to my son. He could have told me how it worked in like 10 minutes. But Conley, right. was, Conley was gracious enough, humble enough to talk to someone like me who he had no idea who he was and just, just to help out. And he gave me a lot of courage, too. And then shortly after that, I spoke to Levin and Duncan and, and uh, same, same there, too. So thank you, the three of you guys. I, I greatly appreciate everything that you've done for the Godcast that's, team. That's how a family works. That's right. It is. You know, we all just lift each other up. So. And uh, I see Kit Kat's listening. Kit Kat, I hope you're doing well. I know you had that motorcycle accident. We've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. Um, so I hope you're doing well. And uh, Jeff and Insidious, man, I've been praying for you guys too. I hope you're doing well. How about a quick praise report? Yeah, we could do that. You you, you want to know something? Yeah. Dunk, dunk, Duncan walked out of that hospital within 24 hours. <laughs> That's pretty uh, cool. Is that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you can't keep a, a, a live and tell me you can't keep an Irishman down, right? Or can't keep a Scottish man down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a Scott for you. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so... We're going to hand this floor over to you, Punky. Uh, Boy, I don't know are, if you're all ready for this. Are you ready? You're still doing notes. <laughs> I'm looking she at my notes a, here. I'm got, shaking. No, we, we, I'm good. We had uh, good. Punky on short notice, and it was actually Mary's idea. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Why didn't I think about that? And uh, Punky's on point, man. She was ready. She was yeah. ready. She oh, was actually, she was supposed to be an episode. 32 so she skipped a couple of spots here but she was ready right away you're awesome punky thank you praise god thank oh you yeah no problem i was like you know this is my story and <laughs> i know it best so kit kat says uh tacos and flames <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh it's great to have you here punky we love you well thanks i love you guys too i felt it was like that whole week i was gone i was like i miss my my bard's family everybody here yeah it was a tough week for all of us we did we did have yeah. no godly those you know those, uh, we had the live stuff you know from the bards fest but uh, yeah. we missed the kill to Chris. man that was a tough week <laughs> yeah. it's like everybody was gone like that's how it's going to feel when you know stuff hits the fan we don't have the internet anymore what are we going to do oh i think that's god'll how, make a way that's how sure. everyone's going to feel he when the rapture does. comes we'll be all right that's right. We'll all be up there looking down like, see, we'll listen. And we should all really listen to Boiler Man, Jason, and get our ham radios going. He, yes. reminded me, he reminded me of that last week, too, and I had that same thought. Well, if you had the radio and you learned how to use it. Yes. So I think we should do that. I'm going to use carrier pigeons. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do that, too. Smoke signals will work, too. You're close enough. Yeah. 
So I, um, I think carrier see. pigeons are great because you can send them for messages and then when you get hungry, you can just eat one, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I saw this video on Telegram that New York City street foods, they're cooking them things whole and, and, and then they just... No, you don't want to talk about it, Punky? All right. We'll no, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Punky's looking for a bag. She didn't like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, girl. Don't get sick before you tell no, us our I'm story. <laughs> Just the top. Oh, that and right. squirrels. I'm like, Matt always tells me, if you get hungry enough, I'm like, I'll eat grass before I eat squirrels. Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Well, here you go. All right, Punky, we're going to turn it over to you. Tell us about your life. Tell us how the Lord has right. worked in your life. Well, before we I get wait. started, I just want to just ask the Lord to to help guide me through this. Um, part of it gets a little rocky, you know, and I, I just hope I don't cry. Um, but Lord, just be with me, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So <clears throat> I, yeah, I'm sure some of you have heard I, I grew up Catholic, and you know, I do thank God for that. I grew up in a, in a godly home with both my parents and um, I was baptized as an infant and I went to a Catholic school from kindergarten through sixth grade. So I always had God in my life. You know, God was always there for me. And I, I remember being younger, like seven, eight years old and, and just talking to God. I would be in my room at nighttime and I would just talk to him like he was my best friend, truly, you know, and um. I, I always felt something inside ever since I was little and I just knew that God was there. I never not believed in him. Um, and so in the Catholic religion, um, they have the seven holy sacraments and first one is the baptism uh, when you're an infant. Um, then there's the first reconciliation where you go before the priest and you confess all of your sins. And in order to receive Holy communion, you have to be free of your sins. Um, and then it's the first Holy Communion where you receive communion for the first time. You wear your pretty little white dress and your shoes and your veil. It's almost like a wedding. It's kind of everything with the Catholic religion I've noticed is very ritualistic. And I kind of I knew early on, like things just were really weird with the religion. And I'm not bashing anybody that's Catholic. So please don't. I'm not a, a basher. Um, but. I just chose to walk away from that later, and you'll hear that later on in my story. Um, but even then, like early on, you know, I was like, if God's everywhere and I can talk to him from my bedroom, why do I need to go to the priest to confess my sins? It just never made sense to me. It never sit right with me. But I went through the motions. Um, and then uh, we lived in the city at that time <clears throat> in Chicago. And um, like I said, I went to a Catholic school. And... Um, you know, we learned about God there when we went to church with our class every week, once a week. Um, and then they constantly put in our heads that we had to go to church every single Sunday. And if we didn't go to church on Sunday, you know, we were damned. And, you know, the Catholic religion, they believe in purgatory, which there's no purgatory in the Bible. So I don't even know where they got that from. Um, but there was just a lot of hypocrisy. And I could tell just early on that it's like something's not right here, you know. But um, you know, as a family, we prayed together and we were the family that would go to church on Easter Sunday and Christmas, you know, that, that was us. We, my mom always worked and my dad worked and we just didn't really have a lot of time to go to church. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, I had a personal relationship with God and, um, you know, I, I thank God every day for my parents bringing me up with that. Cause it really, I think it, it helped mold me to be who I am today. 
Um, and so um, in seventh grade, we moved from Chicago and I went to my first public school. And that was a complete change for me. Um, you know, we lived in this big city and I had friends everywhere. And then we moved to the middle of nowhere and I went to the school and it was like high school. I think my graduating class from middle school was probably about, I don't know, 450 kids. And that was probably the amount of kids we had in my Catholic school total. So it was, it was a big change. You know, I went from Catholic school to public school, big city to middle of nowhere. There's just a lot of change. And, you know, when you're 12, 13 years old, that's kind of, when you're at that age and you're trying to figure out who you are and, and who you're going to be and who your friends are. Um, and so um, because I didn't go to Catholic school, I continued my, my Catholic education through a program called CCD. And I made my confirmation. And that's when we're confirmed with the Holy Spirit. Um, they decide for us when we're ready. So uh, I just, again, I just. Are you here? Ah. Can everybody hear you? Okay. It was Miriam, by the way. <laughs> Miriam Douglas got that right. Yep, he did. Okay, so do we have a five-five on Punky? Say Are we good now? No more echoes. Hopefully, sound good. Chicken dinner for we're good. Douglas. Okay. We're good. We're good. All right. See Satan, not today. Wow. I told you, not today. Get thee behind me, <laughs> Satan. That's yes. right. Don't push. He's trying. He's working my <laughs> nerves today, but that's okay. My Jesus is stronger. That's right. Lesson learned. We should have prayed right away. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Tw I did twice before we started. Wow. wow. I got a good one in and then my boys walked in. I said, let's do another one. I feel it. Let's do this. <laughs> no. uh, That's all okay. Right. So right. <clears throat> hopefully it doesn't go another 20 minutes and then kick it. Yeah, hopefully not. So okay. I'll try to make it as quick as I can. Okay. All right. Oh, um, so I think I left off when we moved to Chicago. Yeah. Yes. So or yes. we moved from Chicago. Okay. So, yeah, so I started the new school and I started doing CCD, which is like the Catholic education outside of a Catholic school. And then I made my confirmation. Um, and that's kind of when I started to kind of fall away from God. I wasn't, you know, going to church and, um, we didn't really pray as often like as a family and it just kind of seemed that you know everybody was just so busy and i was getting older and um i kind of felt like now looking back that i only really talked to god when i needed something and i i know you know some of us we, we still I, i'm guilty of it myself i'll do that you know but i've taught myself now to you know, talk to God and thank him rather than just constantly ask him for things. Then, you know, I was 13. I was just like, okay, you know, um, I'm busy with my friends. And then I started high school and I just noticed that um, the conversations between me and God were just um, far and few in between. Um, so then I'll fast forward to high school. That's when I met Matt. Um, and after high school, I ended up moving in with his mom and I lived with them for about a year. And then we moved back um, to my parents' house where we lived until we were 21. And we got our own place. And, um, you know, that's like a cardinal sin. You're not supposed to be living together before you're married. And But again, you know, I, I didn't really talk to God. Not that I didn't believe in him, you know, or trust in him. It was just that it's kind of like a best friend. You know, you don't talk for a couple of years and you can pick up where you left off, you know, and that's kind of the relationship that I had with God was 
um, hey God, it's me again. Can you help me? My car's broke, or you know, and um, that was really the only relationship I had with God. And so uh, Matt and I were together for about seven years, and then we had a really messy breakup, and that just about killed me because I loved Matt with all my heart, and you know, I wanted to marry him and have kids, and he just you know, he, he didn't really want that. And so, um, that was really, really hard. So he ended up joining the military. He joined the army and he left and, um, I moved in with my mom and, uh, I had a job. I was working full time and I had a car and, um, I had a friend who also had just broken up with her boyfriend. They were together for just about as long as Matt and I were together. And we both just went to the bar like every night, every night we were going to the bar, just drinking and having a good time and, you know, just kind of drinking our, our sorrows away. And, you know, alcohol seemed to be my, uh, my medicine, you know, at that point, I didn't talk to God. I didn't know God. And, you know, there were some nights, one night in particular, I can remember just um, being out late till four in the morning and, I don't even know how I made it home. I was so drunk. And for some reason, I just snapped out of it at, at a red light. Like I had blacked out and I woke up and I was like, what is going on? I'm literally driving my car in the middle of winter, um, like three, four in the morning. And it was at that moment I knew like, okay, I can't keep living my life like this. I'm going to end up killing somebody. You know, that would have been my luck. I would have killed somebody else and I would have had to live with that for the rest of my life. And I just, at that sh moment in time, I just said, okay, God, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, and I was still dealing with the heartache of, you know, Matt and I not being together. And so um, that night I, I went back to my mom's house and, you know, I talked to God a little bit and um, I started to turn my life around and I was really angry at Matt um, because, you know, I felt like I had wasted all that time with him. You know, we, we built this relationship together and, you know, I was starting my life with him and he just kind of, you know, tore it all down and that was his choice. And so that anger that I had towards him, it turned to Lord, you know, because I still loved him and love is unconditional. I prayed that he would find somebody that would love him like I did. And, um, just that he would be happy, you know, all that anger just kind of turned to, to, um, I'm sorry, you know, and I love him and I just want the best for him. And um, all of a sudden, Matt and I started talking again and he actually joined the military on my birthday. <laughs> of all the days of the year, he would join. Literally, his sign and date was my birthday. Oh. And I was like, if that's not a sign. So we started talking again and we were just friends, you know, and he had been my best friend for so long. And so... Um, I was just like, he graduated from basic and he had nobody there. And that's a big deal. You go through hell, you know, hell on earth, all the, the training and everything that you go through. Um, and nobody was there for him. And so when he graduated AIT, um, I decided I would go see him. And I remember we had those Obama bucks. Remember everybody got the like 600 or whatever. And so I was like, all right, God, if you want me to go see him, you have to provide a way. And that's when the Obama money came in. And so I took that $600 and made the trip to, um, where was it that he was at? Um, what's right above Oklahoma? He went to Oklahoma, Fort Sill. Nebraska? So, Oklahoma, Fort Sill. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I ended up making that drive 
And um, Matt and I hadn't seen each other now at this point for about nine months. And I was just there strictly as his friend being there, you know, to support him. And I ended up getting pregnant that night. And um, that's what I wanted for so long. I, I just wanted to be a mom, you know, that I knew that that was my calling in life. And, um, you know, a month after I had seen him, um, I told him, I was like, well, we're going to have a baby. We're not married. I don't know how we're going to do this because in the army, if you're not married, he had to live on base. And I, you know, I, I could live there, but I have to, you know, get my own job and, and housing and he'd have to live on base and I'd have to live off base. And it was just a mess. And so I was just really stressed out. What am I going to do? Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to just get married just because we're going to have a baby. I just felt that that was wrong. And so I was still working full time here and I was just looking for my own place. And, um, I was, 13 weeks in, uh, I went in for an ultrasound and they're like, oh, everything looks great with the baby. And, and I was so excited. I had my ultrasound pictures and I was like, this is our little miracle. You know, I, what I wanted for so long, ever since I was a little girl, I just wanted to be a mom and it was finally happening. And I loved that baby so much. And, um, I told Matt and, you know, he was just really excited and, I showed him the ultrasound pictures and um, probably a couple hours after that appointment, I got a phone call from my doctor's office and they had said that they needed me to come back in um, later that week just to do another ultrasound because they had seen something and they not to be worried, but they just wanted to make sure everything was okay. And yeah, I'm living on cloud nine. Everything's good. Um, and so, um, you know, obviously Matt was in Texas at that time. That's where he got stationed and I was in Illinois. And so he couldn't be there for the ultrasound. So um, I asked my aunt if she wanted to come with me. And she was so excited because she had never seen an ultrasound before. And so uh, she came with me. And I remember um, just laying down and, you know, they put the gel on your belly and it's super cold. And um, she just moved it around and I could see my baby. And I was just like, that's my baby. Like, it was just amazing. And I'll never forget looking up at the screen and just seeing her and then um, just the words that echo in my head to this day, and this was almost 15 years ago now, um, <clears throat> the tech told me, I'm sorry, but your baby has no heartbeat. And that was <clears throat> the hardest thing that I have ever gone through. Even the breakup with Matt, I, um, Nothing could have prepared me for that. And I can still see her face and it's just like my whole life just stood still. And I just kind of looked at the tech and I was like, excuse me, like, am I hearing you correctly? And she said, and I remember she put her hand on my hand and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I just looked at my aunt and I'm like, I, I really, I just felt like I was in a nightmare. And I was like, that can't be, that can't be right. Um, I just went, you know, I had an ultrasound the other day and they told me the baby was perfectly healthy. And so they brought the doctor in and she had to do the same thing just to make sure. And sure enough, like I could see on, on the screen, the baby was not moving. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just, I had to walk out of that, that doctor's office and I, 
just to add, you know, fuel to that fire, there was this woman and she was just getting ready to pop. She had this big belly. And I just remember looking, thinking like, she's going to have her baby any day. And here I am walking away empty. You know, I, I just felt so empty inside and I didn't know how I was going to make it through. I was just, um, like, how do you, how do you tell, you know, like the father of your child that, you know, the baby's no longer there and how am I going to, to make it through this? This is what I wanted for my whole life, you know, for so long. And just like that in an instant, you know, my whole life was just shattered in a million pieces. And I, I went back to my mom's house that night and I just cried and I cried and I cried and I talked to God and I was like, God, you know, first it was anger. It was like, how could you do this to me? And to make matters worse, my sister ended up getting pregnant a month after me. We were going to have our babies together. And we planned that. <laughs> um, you know, it was just a really, really hard time. And so, you know, God, why did you do this to me? Like, how could you do this to me? If you didn't want me to have a baby, why would you allow me to get pregnant? And I just felt so much anger. And it was just, I can't even explain it. You know, it's like this little person, this little being that I got to see. And I started, you know, feeling little movements and I just didn't understand it. And so, you know, that anger, it, it turned to just complete heartbreak. And I was just, I remember for two weeks, um, just waking up and every day, like, Lord, just take me, take me home. I can't make it through this life. You know, this is the worst pain I've ever felt. And I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And so, you know, the anger turned to, to pain. And then um, eventually it turned to, Lord, can you just help me? Can you help me get through this? You know, can you give me the the courage and the strength to make it through this? Because I can't do this alone. And I've never felt so alone in my life. You know, I had this little person growing inside of me and she was taken from me. And, um, you know, I, I realized that I had no power on this earth. You know, it, God is in charge. And I... Um, I really, really started turning to him and I was going to name her Olivia, but um, I decided to name her Faith because it was at that moment in my life that that was a big turning point for me. You know, I realized that um, I had lost my faith for a while, but even though I had lost my child, I had actually, I gained my faith back. I had been closer to God than I ever had in my whole life. And um, I just really started to trust in him. And so, um, you know, I told Matt and we ended up getting married and I moved to Texas with him and uh, he was getting ready to deploy. So we had talked about maybe trying for another and it took a while to get pregnant again, but I did. I ended up getting pregnant with Caden and that was <laughs> another test of my faith. God was really trying me out here. Um, so Matt had come home for his mid-tour leave. He was stationed in Iraq and uh, he got home a few days before I went into labor with Caden. And that labor was intense. It was, I was having contractions for almost two days straight, but they wouldn't admit me. And uh, because I wasn't dilated to four. And so we just kept going back and forth to the to the hospital. And it was like three different times I had gone. And finally I went, I'm like, I think my water broke. You guys keep sending me home. I'm tired. I haven't slept. 
Um, come to find out the cord was wrapped around Caden's neck and I had to have an emergency C-section. And when they pulled him out, he was like purple from just the lack of oxygen. And I remember this, the surgeon was just like, oh shit, oh shit. That's all I heard. No crying, nothing. And I'm literally numb from my neck down. I couldn't move because, you know, the anesthesiologist was sitting right next to me. And I was just like, what is going on? I couldn't look up. Obviously, I'm, you know, in a major surgery here. And they just took Caden out of the room right away. And Matt was sitting beside me and he was like, what's happening? And he asked the anesthesiologist and she's like, I don't know. You know, all the nurses went running out and um, I thought Caden had died. I, I thought he was stillborn. And I just remember thinking, Lord, please don't do this to me, please. And so Matt went running out of the room and he's looking for the surgeon and she's nowhere to be found. And so a nurse came running down the hall and he grabbed her arm. And all of a sudden, MPs come running at him, getting ready to arrest him. And then the, the, the doctor, she comes running. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, and she explained the whole situation. And Matt was just like, where's my child? And so um, they had to end up rushing him to a local hospital because he was born at a military hospital. And um, they admitted him to the NICU. And he was basically... Um, the only thing working was his heart. His brain wasn't really working. There was like no brain waves. And so I'm stuck here at this hospital. I just had, you know, a C-section and Matt went to the other hospital. He actually beat the paramedics there. He went so fast. Um, and so I'm just laying here all alone in this hospital bed. I have no idea what's going on. I already lost my first. I don't know what's happening with Caden. Um, and so, you know, I prayed and I had so many people, people I didn't even know. Um, my mom's friends, my dad's friends, people in the military that, you know, were deployed with Matt praying for him. And there was um, a captain, his name was Captain Ray, I'll never forget it. I never met this man a day in my life, but he asked if he could come up to the NICU where Caden was and pray for him. And I was like, absolutely, please. And he did. He came up to the hospital and he prayed. And Matt even told me, he's like, I've never prayed so much in all my life. Um, every day. The neurologist was like, I have never seen a baby this sick because he ended up getting uh, pneumonia from where he swallowed the meconium from being in distress. Um, he's like, I've never seen a child recover this quickly. And he's like, this is amazing. Caden truly is my little miracle, my rainbow baby. I mean, I prayed my heart out. I got down on my hands and my knees and Matt prayed. And like I said, people I didn't even know were praying for him. And that right there was a true miracle in itself, just the power of prayer. You know, I, I was like, thank you, Lord. And so after about three weeks, we were able to bring him home. And then Matt had to go back to Iraq two days later. <laughs> so I was like, all right, God, you're really throwing it on me here. I'm a first time mom. Um, my parents are 1400 miles away from home. I just had a C-section. I can barely move myself. Um, I've got a sick baby. I mean, he was better, but you know, he had a lot of problems with acid reflux and just a lot of different things. And it was rough. It was really, really rough. And I remember one day just sitting on the couch, I was exhausted and I was by myself with this newborn. And I just remember like, how am I going to do this? You know, Matt's all the way over there in Iraq. My family's here. And I, I just, I prayed, I'm like, Lord, please help me with this baby. You know, um, and we did, we figured it out and um, Matt came home from Iraq and, 
you know, we started our family and, um, you know, we had some trying times and, um, then we had Olivia when he got out of the military, we had her and then Bryson. And I was just like, all right, we're done. You know, I'm done Bryson. He's just getting ready to start school. And so, um, Matt, he had been, um, retired from the military, medically retired. And I had always wanted to join the military. And so I had started talking to a recruiter and I was like, all right, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, you know, send me a message. Uh, not even a week later, I found out I was pregnant with Finn and I was like, that's not the answer. I was looking <laughs> There's your for. message. <laughs> yes. I was like, all right, God, you've got jokes. I get it. You know? Um, yeah. so he said, you know, you're not done yet having kids. And so we had a little Finny and I was like, all right, Lord, you know, he, he took, it was kind of like the story of Job. You know, he, he took everything I felt like in my life from me, Matt and my baby. And, and then I, I truly, I had to lose it all, you know, to find my way back to him. And so he blessed me with four more beautiful, healthy babies. And, um, you know, I, I do, I thank God every single day for my children. They truly are just like the light of my life. You know, they have just been such a blessing. And I, I do, I thank God every single day for them and for Matt. Um, and, you know, so there was something else missing and I didn't know what it was. You know, that was like after Trump had been elected. And then I started listening to um, Bards and I think it was like October of, I want to say 2019. I started listening to him on YouTube. I don't even know how I started listening to him, but it came up on YouTube and I was like, I like this guy, you know, he's pretty good. I like what he's got to say. And so I just, I started doing a lot more praying because I knew that I could feel there was just like a darkness here, you know, and, and so I'm searching for something like some, who's going to save us? Is it going to be Trump? Is there going to be somebody else? Is the military going to come in? And I didn't really know it. And I remember sitting in my bathtub because that's where I do all my praying and my quiet time. And for some reason I had the television on and I heard James Earl Jones. It was like a Bible app and everybody knows his voice. And that was John uh, 14, one through three. And it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may also be. And it hit me. It was Jesus. I had been searching for Jesus this whole time and growing up Catholic, I knew God, you know, but I didn't know Jesus and the Catholic religion, you know, everything is kind of like, if you do good works, you're going to go to heaven. But it was Jesus that I had been searching for this whole time. And it finally dawned on me there. God was talking to me. The only way to him is through Jesus. And I've got goosebumps right now because I was just like, Yes, that that is my savior, you know, and and I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And so um, I prayed and I was like, Lord, I got it. <laughs> like yeah. It makes sense. Now I need to know yeah. Jesus. How am I going to do this? Yeah. And growing up Catholic, we were never encouraged to read the Bible. We had a Catholic Bible, but we always had the priest read it to us, you know. And so I was like, I got to get a Bible where do I start? And I was like, well, 
John, I'm assuming John is where you want me to start because you sent me that message, you know? And so I was like, it's so when you've never read the Bible, like truly read the Bible from front to finish, and I'm still three years in and still haven't finished the Bible. Um, it, it can be very overwhelming. You know, it's like, where do I start? Where do I start this journey? Do you start from cover and read to the back, you know? And so I prayed on it and we started a Bible study with people um, in Bard's nation and they were all really great people, but Bible study was a mess. And I was like, God, I don't think this is what you want me to do here. You know, it was just so disorganized and there was a lot of like bickering. And I was like, this is not how it should be. And so God sent these wonderful people, Steve and Catherine into our lives. And Steve is um, my Bible study instructor and he studied theology and he knows the Bible. And like, I would, if I were to pay for a class like this, like it would take me forever to pay it off because there's so much. And he just, the way that he does his studies, he gives all the background, the history, you know, the locations and it is amazing. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. You know, and so we've been going through the Bible and, you know, we go from different books, Old Testament, New Testament, we'll do like, we'll switch, you know, back and forth. And, um, my faith in these past three years has just grown immensely. And I prayed for a church. I always felt guilty. Like I need to baptize my children because that's what I was taught. And, um, so I always felt guilty for never doing that because I knew I couldn't raise my children in the Catholic church. I just didn't feel right. And so I had prayed on that as well. And we found our church last year in April, 2022. And God had sent us to this church a few times. We played on the playground and I think God had been calling me there. I just wasn't listening. <laughs> I didn't have those eyes to see and the ears to hear. And so um, we've been going now for almost two years and we just finished up our second, well, since I've been there, our second year of VBS um, and the kids loved it. And, you know, I volunteered, I was a leader and I've done a WANA with the kids and um, I volunteered, you know, every Tuesday night, we'd go and get the stage ready for VBS and all the little baggies and just everything. And like this church feels like home, you know, the kids love it. And even Matt, you know, I had asked him if he would come with me the first time just to, um, so I didn't have to go alone. You know, this is a new church for me. And he's like, well, I'm not going every week. He's gone every week. And he sings. <laughs> he doesn't know I know, but he sings every week, you know? And so you know, it's just been an amazing transformation in my whole life. You know, like I knew God, but I didn't really know Jesus. And now I've got a relationship with God and with Jesus. And then intuition that I always thought I had is the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I know my guardian angel works overtime and I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I haven't always been easy, you know, but, um, to know what I know now, you know, always looking for that savior. We, I think as humans, we're always looking for a human savior and we don't realize that he's here. He's been here and he's coming back, you know? And so, um, God, he still, he continues to test my faith. We went to Mexico and we were on a boat ride and in the middle of the sea. And all of a sudden this big, huge tropical storm came in. I shared the video. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah, um, I saw it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like, I know God's not going to let me die and he's not going to let me leave yet. You know, I still have a lot of work to do. So I'm just sitting there in the boat, the boat's rocking, like almost tip over, you know, yeah. they're screaming on top. And I'm just like, all right, Lord, like you got this. I'm not even worried, you know, but well, Jesus see. was sleeping in the boat there with you, remember? Yes. He was probably like <laughs> tapping me like, it's all right. I'm right here, you know? And I, I did. I felt 
this calm during the storm. You know, we always hear that. And, you know, it's like my faith now is just unwavering. You know, the way that God prepared all of this for me, you know, it hurts me even to this day, you know, when I think about that baby that I lost, but I know someday I'm going to see her again in heaven, you know, but I really believe that we all have to be brought down to our knees like that to truly surrender to him. And, you know, as much as it hurts, I know why God did it. I understand why he did it. You know, it, it truly, it opened my eyes. It opened my heart. Um, you know, and I thank him for that. You know, I truly, I, I realized at that moment in my life, that was a huge turning point for me that, you know, he truly is in charge. You know, I did everything I could to, to be the best mom. I quit drinking and smoking and doing all the bad things and eating better and exercising. And it's like, no matter what I did, God was like, nope, sorry, it's not happening. And so, you know, I look back at my life and I see all the many blessings that I have. And, and I know God called me to, to be a disciple, you know, and I'm doing the same thing with my children and raising them in a, a good church. And, um, it's just so different, you know, it, it's uplifting and, you know, our pastor, he preaches the Bible. He preaches right from the Bible. He does not sugarcoat anything. And, you know, we hear all the time about these pastors that are, you know, accepting of all these things that are not biblical. And, you know, I think that's why God is truly calling us back so that we can go out there like Jesus and the disciples did, and we can preach the truth. And I see it, you know, even like Muslims, they said, are turning to Christ now. You see it everywhere. There truly is an awakening, the great awakening. This is probably the great awakening. You know, we we are all turning back to Jesus and, and truly understanding that, um, you know, this, we were called for this moment in time. And, you know, I always talk about Esther, um, 414, you know, perhaps you were created for such a time as this. You know, I believe that with all my heart, and I tell my children that too. You know, we, God created us for this moment, and we have to do what he asks us to do. And, you know, he's, he's always here. And when we think that we can't make it through something like losing a child, which I believe is the hardest thing any human should ever have to endure other than Jesus being on that cross. Um, you know, I made it through that, and, and I learned that I had to turn to him. He was in charge and, and my whole life has changed since then. You know, he has blessed me with so much and I thank him every single day and, you know, meeting everybody here, you know, we're not alone. We truly are not alone. And I know it feels like that, but you know, anybody that's listening, if you've gone through something similar, or if you're having doubts or questions, like we're all here, we're here to help. God brought us here together for this moment. And we may not have all the answers, but the Bible does, you know, and anything you're looking for that that's kind of how I talk to God out. Sometimes I'm having a hard time. I'll just, you know, I'll cry my eyes out. And then I open my Bible. That's always my first thing after crying, like, Lord, what do you need for me? What do you need me to do? What, what do you need to tell me? And I, every time I'm not even kidding you, there's the answer right there. I'm like, okay, Lord, sorry. I'm sorry for, for doubting, or I'm sorry for having fears or, you know, whatever. But the more you trust in him and the more you turn to him and the closer you get with Jesus, I, I don't fear. I, I cannot explain it. You know, I, there's, 
you truly, you surrender everything and you let it go, you know, and you're dead and then you're born again in, in the blood of Christ. And it is the greatest feeling, just letting it all go. And part of me is like, Lord, why didn't that happen sooner? You know, <laughs> a lot of those gray hairs would not be here, you know, if I would have just done that. But yeah. um, really, Jesus, he he is the reason, you know, and I think it's just really important that we get that message out there and we tell everybody, you know, Jesus, it's, it's all about Jesus. It surely awesome. is, girl. Awesome. So, yeah, that's my story. You know, one thing that struck me while you were talking is, um, and I think it even kind of overlaps into, you know, just knowing you and all the other things that you're involved with, even, you know, with the homeschooling your kids and, and just, you know, all those other things that you are encapsulating what it means to be the change, yeah. you know, and not talk about it. And even when you talked about your church and, you, and you're in a good church right now, but talking about how, you know, some other churches are maybe not, you know, following what they should be. And I think the inclination is to escape those yes. churches, but you know, maybe you, maybe you were called a person was called there to be the change, you know, Absolutely. And, you know, so I, that's what I think when I think of your story here is just be the change. So. That's right. Absolutely. We, you know, like with the homeschooling, I never thought I was going to homeschool my four children, but I can tell you it has been the best decision that I ever made for my children, other than bringing them to Jesus. Um, because there's something, it's so freeing, you know, like these schools, they just, they've got this hold on these kids and they're, they're raising our children and they're putting all this stuff into their heads. And it's like, no, we're not doing that. You know, we, we are free from that. And, you know, my kids have grown so much and they've matured and, um, they're just, they're such great kids. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't have been good kids if they would have stayed in those schools, but excuse me, I just, I see, it's so funny, all the homeschool moms you always talk about, we can tell the difference between a homeschooled kid and a public school kid because just their demeanor and the way that they talk and play and, you know, it's, I just, I wish truly that um, these children, they could be saved because they, they're coming after them. And we see it, you know, with the transgenderism and cutting off their body parts and giving them all this medication, even like the ADHD medication and things like that. Like they're really, really messing these children up. And, um, you know, let me tell you, if I can do it with four children, anybody can do it because, yeah. um, you know, just leaning into him truly, Lord, help me, please. I need patience today. And some days we've got excellent days and other days it's like, all right, guys, go play outside. We'll do school later. <laughs> Mom has no patience right now, you know, but you know, it's like, God, I can feel, I can't explain it, but I can just feel like, like this blanket, this warm blanket around me. When I start having those fears, it's like the Holy spirit telling me it's okay. You know, like we're here, we're going to get you through this, you know? And, um, you know, it, it's like, you got to jump you just dive right in, you know, don't put yeah. your toes in the water and feel the water. You just got to go. When God Step tells out. you to do something, you got to just do it. And all right, he's going to help us get through it, you know, yeah. and it truly has just been 
amazing. This whole journey has just been amazing. And I, I just pray all the time that I'm doing what he's asking me to do. You know, he's got me busy, <laughs> very, very busy, but you know, I, I just, I know that I can go stand before Jesus with the sound mind someday and just be like, Lord, I, I did what I could. And I kind of feel like, you know, the parable of the lost sheep, you know, um, he's looking for that one, you know, there's yeah. the 99, they're just there and he's looking for that one. And that was me, you know, now I'm part of that 99 and it's like, now we got to help those lost sheep, you know, we got to help yes. bring them to Jesus. And, you know, our kids are doing it and the adults are doing it. And, you know, my dad, even he's like, you know, since he started talking to me about Jesus again and, you know, getting me to read the Bible. He's like, I don't have any stress. I don't have anxiety. And it's like, look at all that he can do for you, you know, and just planting those seeds. You know, one of the pastors, the youth pastor at our church, he said, God doesn't want you to bring people to Jesus. He wants you to plant those seeds and God will do the rest. That's all you need to do. Just whisper it in somebody's ear. You know, I wear my Jesus shirts all the time and people will make comments. I had a sweatshirt on the other day and it said, God is good. And it's bright yellow. You can't miss it. <laughs> you know, I always say I'm a walking billboard for Jesus because that's what we need to do. You know, somebody may be asking God for a sign and you see a sign, a literal sign. It's like, all right, God's here. He's listening. Yeah. You know, that's sometimes all people need. So, you know, telling people like when we went to Mexico, I always would tell people, Vaya con Dios, like go with God, you know, yeah. and people were so much more accepting in Mexico than they are here, you know, and it's, it's very sad because it's like, you almost feel threatened if you, you try to tell somebody, God bless here, they'll look mm -hmm. at you like you're crazy, you mm -hmm. know, and we, we need to get over that fear, you know, just be bold, be bold for Jesus and, and he's going to take care of the rest. So. In Pursuit says, no comparison, homeschool versus institutionalized, plus a flamethrower. <laughs> yes. You got to have that flamethrower. I love the homeschool thing. I've I've been telling people I've, I don't homeschool my children because there's only one of me. If I had to, I definitely would. There's just one of me. But I pulled them out of public schools and I sent them to Christian school. And some of my good friends are teachers there. Um, my pastor is a principal. And I know they're in good hands. My the faculty there genuinely love my children, and that's a huge difference. But one of the things that I've said to people whose children are still in public school is, whatever sacrifice you have to make, make it. Whether it's going from a full time job to a part time job, losing income, whatever whatever sacrifice there is that you have to make, make it. Because if you don't, your children will be the sacrifice, and you're going to lose them. You'll lose them. Yep. And there's so many remote jobs too, you know, like I was going to school full time and homeschooling my own kids. And there were nights when I wanted to pull my hair out. I'm not going to lie. I was up some nights till four in the morning. You know, I had a lot of late nights, but just like Jesus, I would sacrifice everything I could for my children, you know, because I know that what happens in this life, this doesn't matter. It's that next life that we're, we're fighting for, that we're working for. And so I'll do whatever I have to do. If that means getting three hours of sleep every night, I'm going to do it right. because I will do whatever I can to save my children, just like he did for us. Okay. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for coming here tonight. Thank you for your testimony. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm glad to, sorry, I got a little choked up there. That's always a hard topic for me, but well, okay. you know, tears, they're a gift from God. We understand. Amen. It opens it opens up the atmosphere. People's lets people's guards, you know, their guard down.
So it's all good. I love how, um, I love your focus of, you know, we've, we've got to bring people to Jesus and your children know that too. And um, my children are like that too. You know, we are, we are fishers of men. Um, and that's, that's our job now. That's what we need to do. And sometimes it's, it's difficult to have that conversation. Um, and it was for me too. But the, the, one of the things that I tried to do is, is, uh, you know, when you get saved, you have a change of heart. And if you truly have that change of heart, the people that knew you, that know you, they will see that. And, um, you know, some people are great leaders or they're, they're leaders by their actions, um, by example. And that was the first step that I tried to do was just be a leader by example. I, I wanted people to see the change in me and that has opened up some conversations. You know, why are you different? What happened to you? You know, you don't swear like you used to. You used to be a sailor. What's going on? You know, uh, you're not partying like you used to, you know, like you say, you quit smoking, you quit drinking. You know, I, this is, uh, these last two years have been the first two sober years of my life since I was a teenager. You know, I've been, uh, smoking cigarettes and a drug addict and a drinker since I was 15, 16 years old. And here I am at 48, you know, and it was, it was just, even when I got saved, it, it took me years to still get over those addictions that I have. And, um, from time to time, I, I, you know, they, they still call me. And the, and the very first thing I do is I go to the Lord because I know that path is empty and it's fruitless. There's nothing there. Um, for those of you who aren't saved, what I can tell you is that your life will do a complete 180. And uh, after living right for a little while, you'll come to realize that the same thing. There is no other way. The other thing you have to remember is, you know, or only you know we only have two guarantees and that's that's birth and death you know and uh the scary part is for those of you who aren't saved when death comes it's an eternity of torture and you know some people might think oh i'll just get saved on my deathbed you know you, you can do that you can um but you're, you're really going to miss out on living for Jesus and living for God because it's an amazing life. There's nothing like it. There's, there's no drug that will get you this high. You know, there's no drink that will get you this buzzed. There's, there's absolutely nothing like living for Christ. And uh, if, so if you don't know Jesus, please uh, reach out to us. At this is an official Godcast. You can find us on Telegram at this is an official Godcast. You can email us at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com. But I'm going to open in the call in future. If anyone's listening and would like to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you can do that right now. We'll pray for you. Um and if 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 you don't if you don't really completely understand uh, salvation or have questions. Please, I want to direct you to episode eight. Uh, our episode eight of this official Godcast is with Pastor Holmes, and he speaks about salvation. 
he's going to be back here for episode 37. It's coming up uh, the first Friday of September and it's going to be a Q&A. So please, if you have questions about salvation between now and then, write them down and come to the show. And we're going to have Pastor Ethan Holmes here. He's going to answer any questions that you have. Um, very bright young man. Um, he's from Bob Jones University graduate. He's a sharp, sharp guy. And I, I think you're really going to thoroughly enjoy that. But we're going to leave the call-in feature on from now until the very last moment of this of the uh, Godcast here. So please call in at any time. You can call in during our outro song. We'll stop the music. We'll pray for you. We're here for you. You know, we're here for you after the show. So if I can, please let me read Romans 10, 9 through 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And it's that easy. Please understand and recognize that you're a sinner. We're all sinners. Repent of your sins. And if you're unsaved, if, if you truly believe that in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and if you can profess that with your mouth, say it out loud. Say it proud. Say it happy. If you can do that, then you'll be saved as well. Again, if you have... Uh, if you have questions, if you're looking for someone to pray with, you can, you can reach us at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Telegram, both myself and Mary. You can find Punky at the Casting Lots podcast. You can find Punky on Telegram. You'll see her in the Bard's family room. Um, please reach out to any of us. We'd, we'd love to pray for you. Am I missing anything, Mary? You always keep me on point. That's why I love you so much. I think you're, I think you're right on point right now. Okay. Well, we always um, have the call-ins available for people or people to call in. I don't see anyone on there, but always send us a, you know, send us an email at, at uh, this official guycast gmail.com. I'll, I'll email you my phone number. You won't be the first. You won't be the last. Uh, don't be embarrassed. You can get a hold of uh, either myself or Mary that way. Okay, again, announcements coming up next week. Episode 27, Friday, June 23rd, 7 p.m., right here live on Podbean. If you want to be here for the chat, we're going to have Chris, the crazy God story guy. Crazy God story Chris, Chris Randall. And the following week after, the following week after that, on the 30th, episode 28, we'll have Murfette. Murfette will be here. She is a Bards family member. And then the seventh, we have In Pursuit, a.k.a. Greg. In Pursuit. In Pursuit is Yeah, he's here, here in tonight chat. in the chat. Hey, In Pursuit, in you getting chat. ready? We're ready for you. We are, we are so excited. We can't wait to hear your story. We'll all be here. Mary, do you want to close us out in prayer? Yes. Uh, prayer requests, praise reports. We want them all, spoken or un. I didn't see any come across chat, but we kind of had a little bobulation there for a little bit. But um, I do have some that reached out to me before the show. So. Okay, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you for making it possible that we could all be here tonight. Thank you for Punky. Thank you for her family. We just praise you and thank you what you've done in her life. And, you know, you've, you've used every little bit that she's gone through for your glory. And she's pursued you so relentlessly, even. So we, we thank you for that Holy Spirit that you're just stirring in her, that desire and that want to just want to know you more and more and more and more. So keep doing that, Lord. We just, we thank you for that. And uh, Lord, I want to lift up a few people here for prayer. We want to lift up Truth Patriot and his son. And we prayed for him a little while back. And uh, he had lost a job that was real special to him. Um, but now he um, he's he's had an interview, and now he's been called for a second interview next week. So we want to praise you for that. First of all, that there's this um, this hope there that that he's going to even have a better job. This is a better job than he had before. So. We just want to pray a peace over his son and uh, just to focus while he's in that interview and just to let his light shine. Let his light shine through that interview, Lord. And I, I praise you and I thank you for his dad reaching out here for that. And because that, that shows a real modeling of how we handle things and how we roll, you know, we, we go to prayer. So thank you, Lord, that you have uh, stirred in his heart to ask for prayer over his son. So we're going to look for another praise report from you, Lord. And we're happy to brag on you, Jesus. And I also want to, uh, there's an unspoken prayer for Christian in training, Skylar. And he was supposed to be here tonight originally. So um we just pray over whatever challenge he has right now. In the name of Jesus, we just declare your power in his life, whatever he's going through. I pray that he will become closer to you with whatever challenge he has and that you will show him his need for you, Lord. I pray that his family will be blessed, his work will be blessed, his friends will be blessed. Everyone will be blessed that is around him. And just shine your light through him and whatever he's going through. And I also want to lift up just a patriot um, who, uh, that's Daryl Boyer. He is going to be on um, here on the Godcast here in a few months with his testimony. But he's having some back problems right now and vertigo and um he's also asking for prayer for a career path change and some direction in that and then um space for uh quiet time and rest he's been very busy and um i reached out to him today just wondering about him because we hadn't seen him around the chats lately so just to check in and and so we're just going to lift that up to you right now, This, his health. Lord, I just pray a healing over Daryl's back right now and the vertigo. In the name of Jesus, get out of there. Be gone. 
I pray for all the dizziness, all of, you know, whatever's happening there in his body that will just operate in the way that it was created to in the name of Jesus. In your authority, Lord, we pray a healing over him right now, right in this very minute. Lord, I also pray for focus over him as far as um, direction on anything new that he's going to go into in his life as far as a career or a job. And um, we just pray for opportunities. We ask you, Lord, for spring a boatload of opportunities for him and to give him the focus on which ones to choose and the decisions that need to be made, that he will um, depend on you and that he will look to you for that direction and then be confident in it because you're guiding him and give him the space for rest lord and that he will find time to be with you and you will be his quiet time and rest and that he will take his your yoke upon him lord and learn from you as it's light and easy and Lord, I also want to um, lift up uh, Duncan and Conley for their, um, you know, their healing and what's happened with them since they've gotten, you know, travel back from Bard's Fest. I just pray healing over both of them, Lord. And we just praise you and we thank you for for Duncan walking out of that hospital within, you know before a day's over and um we just pray a rest and relaxation for both of them too that they can recover and everything that they both need to take care of i pray for um just many hands make light work so i pray that they will um have no issue with reaching out if they need anything and that's okay to ask for help and we also want to lift up Jeff and Insidious and everything that they've been going through, Lord, and also give them uh, your peace in uh, their life and whatever's happening in their lives and um, challenges that they face. And we sure miss them, Lord. So I just pray that they'll be able to get back to the mission. And, you know, even if this respite or this time away a little bit is the mission and that's your purpose i just pray that they will both um get closer to you in that and that um, the opportunities that arise out of this situation will take them into new heights with you in their relationship with you and also pray for everyone that's listening today tomorrow you know 10 years from now I pray a stirring in their hearts, Lord, that they will just be compelled to want to know more about you and want to know about this Jesus that Punky talked about tonight. What is that about? Lord, I just pray that you will put a wrestling in their heart and be a pebble in their shoe. And they, and they just won't be able to concentrate on anything else but wanting to know what this is about. So we know that you do that with people, Lord. We, we know that for a fact. So I pray that out for everyone that's listening. And I, I just want to uh, close, Lord, with just a, a huge thank you for everything that went on with Bards Fest this past week. And um, 
just all the amazing ways that you touched people and you lit a fire lord and i pray that fire will just just go on and outside of that even this past week that it'll just drive on and just run through your holy spirit fire will just run through this whole country this whole world i pray that it will just carry us all the way to kansas for the next one and we'll get stoked again thank you lord in jesus name amen 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 All right, I'll leave you with this, my dearest friends. We are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, find that person that you love that doesn't know God and share with them your testimony. All right, guys, we love you. We'll see you next week. We love you. Thank you. Love you guys. Good night. Good night. Punky, stay on for a minute. I want to see you after the show. that awesome it's all about jesus isn't it <laughs> it sure is praise jesus I, I do love that song too all right
We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Okay. Love ya. Bye now.